Welcome back, Surly Talk Sports, episode 24, and another huge shift bringing you your Friday sporting fizz-ups. And a huge day in the Searle household today, must kick her off on this note. Shout out to the wife, clearly the better half, the great Kimbo, on her birthday tonight. She's absolutely fizzing, treating her to a night out at the Waz to celebrate the occasion. So what a lucky lady she is, not only putting up with my chat 24-7, but spending her one special day of the year out at Mount Smart. So shout outs to you, love. Hopefully you have a grouse day and hopefully the Wahs can deliver a win tonight to celebrate this milestone occasion. And another huge weekend of sport, as mentioned just then, Warriors tonight. Got a big day today, actually. Had George FM this morning. Got the TAB flutter at midday. So if you're listening now, and if it's not already past that time, make sure you tune in on the TAB Facebook page. Plenty of bonus bets to give away, so it could just be your lucky day. Then, of course, we have the UFC on Sunday. UFC 277, a heck of a card of biffs that one is. So can't wait to talk about that soon. And then the old Commonwealth Games. She rolls around every four years over in Birmingham this time. So looking forward to touching on a couple events and couple teams that I think should medal throughout these next two weeks. So a massive show. Add to that Surly's best bets, and she should be another doozy so let's rip in producer Sharla ring the six more bell because it's time to punish your ears with some sporting chat and I'm gonna mix her up a little today kick her off with the old UFC 277 I'm sure a lot of you were sitting at home expecting some God's game chat as per usual but I like to keep you on your toes, keep your guessing, and we'll kick her off with the biffs, because boy is this a heck of a card. Coming live from Dallas, Texas, gets underway around midday, I think, the prelims here in New Zealand. Then the main card kicks off from 2pm, and boy are there some good scraps on this card, absolutely stacked from start to finish. And for Kiwi Fight fans, it gets underway early doors with Blood Diamond taking on Orion Kossi. And this is the third time they've tried to make this fight happen. Both fighters have had to pull out in the past due to injuries. So excited to see these two finally lace it up and step into that octagon. And fingers crossed, old Blood Diamond can get the win. Of course, he rips CKB. The hype around him has been huge for a long time. He's one of the nation's best strikers and kickboxers. So hopefully he can get the dub here. It's fair to say his UFC career hasn't quite started as per plan. But man, one big shot that he lands and everything could change. And a win here would definitely see his stocks rising. So can't wait for that fight and up the Blood Diamond. For me, the main card, she really starts to get interesting with the Derek Lewis versus Sergei Pavlovich fight. Of course, Sergei, he's really been rising up the heavyweight ranks at rapid speed. And for me, this is his first big test to see if he deserves to enter the title conversation in the big boy ranks. And there's no one more dangerous to take on than the Black Beast and Derek Lewis. Of course, he's gone viral many times. He's one of the heaviest hitters in the game. The definition of one-punch knockout power. And he's also an extremely fast 
funny joker as well. His last comment, the old my balls were hot post-fight, certainly went viral. And it's fair to say Derek Lewis has plenty of fans. Anytime you get two heavyweights going out at hammer and tongs, it has fight of the night potential. So this is a bums on seats one for me. And it could get hectic right from the opening bell. Then following that, the fight of the night in my books and for many Kiwi fight fans, Brandon Moreno taking on Kai Carter France in the co-main event. And this is, of course, for the interim UFC flyweight championship. Kai Carter France, another proud member of City Kickboxing, reps Arturoa hard and it would be unreal to see him bring another belt back onto our shores. This, of course, is a rematch. Last time they had a dust-up of Moreno, he won it back in UFC 245 by unanimous decision. But to say Kai's a different fighter now would be an understatement, and I can't wait for this one. Oh, Moreno, he's tough. He's got a heck of a jaw on him, and he can take a shot. But for me, hopefully, Kai can get the dub. In his last performance against Askar Askarov, he showed his improvements in his takedown defense and a different kind of composure that we haven't seen from Kai before. And of course, he still has that knockout power, Mr. Don't Blink, as shown when he dropped Cody Garbrand in the first round. So if Brandon wants to stand and bang, he could find himself in a bit of trouble. And that is the way that I'm hoping this fight will play out. So fingers crossed Kai can get the job done. He's wanted this fight and this shot at the title for a very long time and I think he really is ready for it. So fingers crossed he makes the most of his opportunity. Then in the other main event, we have the rematch. Juliana Penner taking on Amanda Nunes. And of course, this one for the bantamweight title, which Juliana won in shock fashion against Nunes late last year and to say these two don't like each other man again another understatement they've been talking it up at the weigh-ins they've been talking it up at the press conferences and they've been going at it on the ultimate fighter both of them are coaches on that show and the bad blood is real between these two of course Nunes she headed into the last fight as the clear favorite she'd had 12 wins on the trot but Juliana was able to push through a tough first round and then her superior fitness shone through and she tapped Nunes in the second so this is going to be extremely interesting and again if she can survive that early onslaught I think she might have the bigger gas tank but at the same time Nunes such a beast and never underestimate her Nunes heads in heavy favorites at the bookies as well which isn't very common considering she lost their one and only fight previously. Juliana, she's paying 3.05. Nunez, $1.36. So if you like her chances to defend the title, then there's some great money to be had there. But it appears Nunez is certainly the punter's choice in this one. So some huge scraps. I'll talk about them and my bets later on in Surly's Best Bets. But I really can't wait for this card. Should be an absolute doozy. And there really is nothing better than a stack day of UFC fights on your Sunday Arvo to round out the weekend. So make sure you tune in, have a little flutter on them and ride home the Kiwi lads in Blood Diamond and Kai Carter France. And I've no doubt UFC 277 is certainly going to live up to the high expectations. How good is a bit of MMA?
Moving on to God's game now, the greatest game of all, the mighty NRL Rugby League. Of course, round 19 got underway last Thursday night, touched on it on last week's pod, but the Bronx, they were able to pull off the upset against Para, 36 points to 14 on the road. The upsets, they continued into Friday night, the Dragons getting the better of the Manly Seagulls, who were, of course, without old Jakey T, him and Lockie Croaks, they got COVID, but the Dragons, off the back of an inspirational performance from their Dally M hopeful, old Benny Hunt, got them the dub, and a huge win for the Dragons to keep their playoff hopes alive. Then following that game, the second of your Freaky Friday matchups, it was the Chooks taking the Knights to the cleaners, 42 points to 12. The definition of one-way traffic, meat pies galore for the Chooks, both wingers bagging a double, and James Tedesco running for over 300 metres. That bloke is an absolute freak. He's got a bigger boot than a Subaru Legacy, glutes of doom, but boy does it provide him with some power and man is he in exceptional form in 2022 for the night she's pretty tough going of course no Kalen Ponga for the rest of the season with concussions and while their forward pack certainly has the cattle to go with the best of them I just think they're lacking some real talent in that back line and they will really struggle to pick up any more dubs in 2022 then on your Super Saturday the first of a triple header and it was your Surly Talk Sports feature match our boys the mighty Ortex was taking on the Canberra Raiders over there at GIO Stadium in Canberra, the Australian capital. And unfortunately, what unfolded was the definition of a game of two halves. The Warriors heading into Oranges up 14-0. And then in the second 40, we concede 26 unanswered points and look the first 40 minutes to be fair I thought that was probably our best of the season we were playing some great footy hitting hard on D showing up in good numbers massive pride in the jersey and the energy levels were high the boys certainly looked extremely impressive but then in the second 40 the Raiders they tighten the screws and there's nothing that'll fire you up more than a huge spray from old Ricky Stewart sticky Ricky and I think he definitely ripped in to the Raiders, got the milkmen right up for the second half and boy did they respond. They completed all 23 of their 23 sets in the second half, a flawless display. They ran in four unanswered tries as a result and again unfortunately we just showed that inability to defend our own errors and when we make mistakes boy you can see the lads heads drop they don't really get around each other at the moment and it can make for some tough watching but they've addressed that Jazz Tavanga he came out in the media and this week and said that that needs to change so hopefully we see a real shift in that tonight. Overall, 50 minutes of good footy, 30 minutes of not so great, and against the Raiders, who are probably a top eight side, I think they will make it. They've got a pretty comfortable run home. You just can't pull off that type of display against them. But they are showing some good signs, our boys, so don't give up on them. A strong first 40 against Para, a strong 50 here. So hopefully tonight we see a strong 80 against the Storm. Massive fizz for that game. And no doubt in my mind, the boys will get up back home 
in front of the Mount Smart faithful. Then, Super Set, the three games got underway. Panthers versus Sharks. Heck of a battle this one. First versus third, and it certainly delivered for the first 30-odd minutes. It looked like the boys from Cronulla were going to be able to pull off the upset. They'd been watching the old Queensland Maroons tactics against the Blues, who, of course, were made up of seven Panthers men. They took in that early kicking game. Kick long, kick strong, put the pressure on, and make the Panthers work hard from their own end and it appeared to be working they just couldn't stick with them though for the full 80 and the tide turned for me right before half time Penrith started to take it up a notch and then in the second half they found even more notches and were just too good the Panthers they're always going to be tough to beat at Blue Bet Stadium but I think the Sharkies can take plenty of positives from that one. Then following that game, the Storm, they went to 0-4 this year, got done by the Bunnies, 24 points to 12. And to be fair, it probably could have been a bigger scoreline. Latrell, a tough day off the boot. The Bunnies led a few half chances on attack, slipped through the old cracks. But man, did they come to play. Old Trellmitt, I say it every week, when he's at the back for the Green and Reds, they look a completely different football side and they look like one that could go deep into finals footy he brings the best out of guys like Cody Walker etc and man are they firing on all cylinders at the moment and for the storm I just think we're seeing the result of a massive injury toll an unfortunate lack of depth this year compared to all the other years and Craig Bellamy just not being able to get the quality players that he needs out on the park to be able to go with these top sides. I saw a stat on the old NRL physio page on Instagram. The Storm have 15 major injuries this season. To put that into context, the likes of your Penrith and Cows, those top two teams, they have both had five, so triple the amount, which is a tough injury toll to take. I also mentioned that depth that they just don't have this year. If you cast your eyes back to the last time the Storm won the comp, their bench was the Cheese, Tino Fasuma, Malawi, Nico Hines and Dale Finucan. Four rep level players, three of them who have departed the storm, one that's leaving next year. So it just goes to show the amount of talent they've had at their disposal over the past few years and perhaps that talent well is drying up a little. And saying that though, they will get David Nofaluma next week from the Tigers. They've called on the favour. They've said, we gave you Harry Grant a few years ago, so pay your debts which they've done, and they'll also get back the cheese, and then Xavier Coates the week after that. So the reinforcements are on the way. I expect Bellamy's boys to bounce back shortly, but not tonight. We'll make them go 0-5 and up the mighty was. Then, to round out the round, Super Sunday, two games which really did deliver some bums on seats footy. Had low hopes, but they certainly ticked all the boxes. The first one was the Bulldogs versus the Titans. Mentioned it was a wooden spoon clash. 62 rugby league points scored in total. The Doggies getting the win, 36 points to 26. Matty Burden and Josh Adokar, they combined for 30 of the Dogs points. That's exceptional stuff, and those two have certainly formed a heck of a combination, and one that no doubt the Dogs will be looking to build on even further next year once they get guys like Reed Marnie and Viliami Kikau 
in the mixer as well. For the Titans, just another day at the office for them. Unfortunately, their season is really falling apart, and that was even further exemplified by the Kevin Proctor ordeal that took place during this game. Of course, if you haven't been checking the headlines, he unfortunately got released immediately from his contract for vaping in the toilets at halftime during the game and this to me just appears like the Titans were looking for any kind of excuse or opportunity to get rid of old K Proc. I think he's on a pretty decent salary. It's obvious that they don't see him in his long-term future. And I think everyone knows that vaping in a toilet at halftime is hardly a sackable offence. If you go to any high school or workplace around the country, in both Australia and New Zealand, you'll see smoke rising from every cubicle around. So I think Proctor here, just a victim of the Titans wanting to move him on. And unfortunately, he is now looking for a contract and could be heading over to the Super League. So certainly one of the more bizarre contract dismissals we've seen in the NRL and it is pretty hard case because you see guys get second chances around the league for much worse fences than that but it is what it is and Proctor is without a job. Then the final game of the round and unfortunately it was a bit of a robbery. The Cowboys, they get the win on the ladder 27 points to 26 but in the eyes of every rugby league fan I think the Tigers absolutely robbed and they well and truly deserved the two points from this game. They showed up, they played a grouse 80 minutes and they really got into the arm wrestle. The Cowboys, they weren't to their usual standards, but fair to say the Tigers really did take it to them and unfortunately it was Ashley Klein and the bunker that robbed them of the dub and fingers crossed this one doesn't come back to hurt the Tigers if they win the wooden spoon as a result of this I will be furious for them and my heart does break for Tigers fans of course if you missed the incident time was up pretty much a kickoff Cole felt milks a penalty for obstruction claims he was taken out trying to catch the kickoff he was never going to get near the ball the Tigers player only had eyes for the Steden and that was a great acting performance from Cole resulted in a penalty on the hooter shot at goal for Valentine Holmes two points cows get the win there's two issues for me of course the first the fact that I didn't actually think the Cowboys were able to challenge that decision and then secondly the bunker just getting it absolutely wrong again she's another bunker blunder that has cost a side the win this year and fingers crossed we don't see it happen again in this weekend's game and that of course leads us through to round 20 which got underway last night seagulls taking on the roosters and this was a game that has attracted media attention all week and it's not due to the matchups taking part on the field but unfortunately what's played out off the field of course with the manly seagulls and the pride jersey and I'm not going to go into it too much it's always difficult when you talk about people's religious beliefs and opinions and of course everyone's entitled to their own opinion that is the world that we live in but I will say if I was asked to wear the pride jersey I'd well and truly rep it with honour and well done to the manly boys that did it was unfortunate timing for the Seagulls this was a game they really needed to win ninth taking on eighth to keep their playoff hopes alive 
And of course, many were predicting once they saw the lineups that it was going to be one way traffic for the Roosters, but it wasn't to be. The Manly Bees, they dug in and put in a decent shift going down 20 points to 10. Fair to say the Roosters were far from their best, but the Manly lads certainly dug in and put in a shift that they can be proud of, which was great to see. And I'm glad the score didn't blow out. You would have hate to see them get pumped at home in those unreal jerseys. Moving on, Friday night footy, double header, of course, Freaky Friday, Friday night lights, and it kicks off with the game of the round, Warriors hosting the Storm, homecoming round two, and I cannot wait for this game. Over 20,000 tickets sold to Mount Smart, should be a hissing crowd, another grouse atmosphere. I was at the captain's run yesterday, and to say the boys are excited is a massive understatement. They are absolutely fizzing to trot back out onto Mount Mount Smart, and they all just spoke about the massive lift that the home crowd gives them, so I can't wait to witness the performance from the boys. A couple changes, Jack Murchie, Jesse Arthurs, they are both out this week. Arthurs, unfortunately, with a leg injury, Murchie, he stayed at home with his partner who is expecting the birth of their child. So in comes Reese Walsh, he comes back in in that fullback jersey. Unfortunately, we only saw about 10 or 15 minutes of him last week, and I don't think that bench experiment worked, so it's good to see Walshy back in the one. I know it's controversial with him leaving, but for me, he has more than a valid reason, and he's still our best fullback, so it's good to see him in the jersey. Marcelo Montoya, he shifts into the centres to replace Jesse Arthurs. I thought they might have gone with Ewan Aitken. Instead, they've decided to move Mars. And while he hasn't played a lot of centre for the Waz, it's a position he's played a lot in throughout his career, so it's not the worst decision. He's a heck of a footballer, and you know that he will leave everything out on the park for the boys. Ed Cossey, he takes his spot on the wing in some good form at the moment. I thought he played really well against Para. Hopefully he doesn't have any demons in his head from his last shift against the Storm, but I think he's a much improved footballer than he was on that Anzac game, and hopefully a big performance from old Ed, because he can be an absolute handful with Steddon in hand, a big body that can prove tough to stop. Chanel Harris-Tavita, he comes back in at 5'8", which sees the reforming of that preferred spine we had from the start of the year. Egan, Johnson, Chanel, and Walshy. No real changes in the forward pack. Joshy Curran, he gets the start. Thought it was interesting he shifted to the pine late last week. Only played about 30-odd minutes as well, so good to see him back in the starting 13. And then on the Remu, we get to see another shift from Freddie Lussick. Rate him as a footballer. Ali Katoa, he gets his first Mount Smart performance. He's played almost 50 games, first time at home. Huge fizz. And then also great to see Jackson Fry back in the mixer. He's had a tough time with injuries. Great footballer. Only his second appearance for the club. So well done to him. Proving that hard work does pay off. For the Storm, of course, their main threats lie in that halves combination and in their forward pack. Cammy Munster, Jerome Hughes, two of the absolute best in the game. So we're going to have to have plenty of eyeballs and bodies around both those two. And shutting them down will be a massive key to getting the dub. And if those two show up full of confidence, then it could be a tough night at the office. But I have my fingers crossed that that is not going to happen. And the forward pack and the 
their four-pack has been getting beaten up a bit lately, and it's an area that I really think the Warriors can get the upper hand over them. But they still do have some stacked names on paper from 8 through to 13. The likes of the Bromwich brothers, Harry Grant, Big Nelson, Asafa Solomona, Felice Kafusi, and Josh King. So they're a hard-working pack with plenty of big bodies, but they've been leaking some points lately. The defence certainly hasn't been up to it. So fingers crossed that trend continues for at least another week. And the boys can get a huge dub at Mount Smart to keep the faithful happy, keep that unbeaten streak at home alive, and send the storm to 0-5. Big fizz. And of course, a quick shout-out to the Captain Storm, old J-Dog, a friend of mine. It's always good when the Warriors take on the Storm head-to-head. Bit of banter with him, and no doubt he'll be heading along to the game tonight. So hopefully for your cause, Captain Storm, we absolutely put them to the sword, and it's a tough night for you. Up the mighty was. Then following that game, one that I'm extremely excited to watch, and I'll be tuning into the old Sky Go for sure. Eels taking on the Panthers, seven verse first. And if you just looked at that, you'd think it's one-way traffic, but this really is a game for the Panthers that could be the old banana skin. The Eels have been their bogey team in recent history. They got the one up on them the last time they played, and unfortunately the Panthers are also without Jerome Lua. He's out for up to eight weeks with a knee injury, and Stephen Crichton, he is also out with concussion after that big shot from Dal Finucane last weekend. Of course, bit of a head clash, accidental, but plenty of force put into it, and Crichton left the game with a hissing headache and half an ear. It looked like he'd been up against Mike Tyson, and he says he doesn't remember much of the clash itself. So tough signs for Stephen, a heck of a footballer, and a big out for Penrith. For the Eels, they're going to need to lift after last weekend's disappointment against the Broncos, but they have had the upper hand on Penrith, as mentioned, and they do it through their physicality in the forward pack. The likes of Junior Paulo, Regan Campbell, Gillard, Ryan Madison are really going to have to step up and take it to this Panthers pack. And then I think in the back line, they kind of cancel each other out. Without Jerome Lewis, and Crichton, this Panthers side is a couple short. And when you look at the Eels' back line, you're Mitch Moses, Dylan Brown, Clint Gutherson, Mike Acevo. They've certainly got the talent there to score some points. So I think this could be a bit of an upset. The Eels are playing generous at the TAB, so that could be one to factor in if you're looking for a bit of value. Then on to Super Sunday, triple header, run-of-the-mill stuff for the greatest game of all. Titans versus Raiders. Titans suck. Raiders are good. You'd have to think the Raiders will get the win there. Sharkies versus Bunnies. This is a real fence-sitter for me. Tough one to call. The Sharks are at home, so that probably gives them the edge. The Bunnies, though, playing some unreal footy, riding a real winning streak, and if anyone can tip up the Sharks at home, it would be Latrell and co. So that should be an entertaining game again. Both sides stacked and some huge matchups on paper. So looking forward to sinking my teeth into that one on the Saturday night. Final game of the night, Broncos taking on the Tigers. And again, looking at the ladder, you think one-way traffic, but don't write off the Tigers. They'll be stinging after not getting awarded the dub last weekend. They look much better with Adam Dewey in the halves. Brent Naden put in a solid shift as well. And Jackson Hastings and co up front certainly won't roll over. For me, though, this Broncos pack appears to be the form pack of the competition. they got Adam Reynolds in the mixer as well, so they will get the dub, but it might not be as much of a hiding 
as many are predicting. Then Super Sunday, Knights vs Dogs. That'll be a tough game to watch, although the Doggies playing some entertaining codes, so I'll be tipping them to win that one. And then the final game of the round, Dragons vs Cowboys. Again, you'd have to think the Cows... Far from perfect last week, they'll step up and want to put in a much improved performance, although the Dragons at home, no easy task, and if Ben Hunt has his way, it could go down to the wire. So another unreal round of Rugby League, round 20, we're getting closer to the end of the season, and the ladder, she's extremely close, from positions 4 down to 11, she's extremely tight, not a lot in it. Only two wins separate all those ladder positions, so plenty of teams with lots to play for and a chance at finals footy, which should set us up for a grandstand finish. So up the mighty rugby league, up the mighty warriors tonight, and how good is God's game always entertaining. Comes around every four years, the old Commonwealth Games, and she's here now, how good. Runs through into the 8th of August, so two weeks almost of action-packed sporting events. 26 sports, 72 nations, 283 events to be precise, 4,500 athletes. That's some stats for you. I've just rattled off off my phone how good is that and of course there's some sides representing New Zealand that are well and truly in the medal hunt coming off the back of our most successful Commonwealth Games ever too in 2018 over in Australia we picked up 46 medals including 15 golds so fingers crossed we can go a couple better and keep improving on our massive shifts and of course highlighted a couple sports that I think we're in for a massive chance on and some also that I just enjoy watching because every four years these games roll around and it really is a chance to watch some athletes that you probably don't see a lot of in your everyday viewing. The first one for me, great to see the cricket in the mixer for the first time at the Commonwealth Games and hopefully you'd have to think we're in with a real shot in that one. Also the hockey, both the men's and women's teams will be looking to come home with medals, preferably of the gold variation, especially for the women, and they will be chucking everything at it. After a pretty successful but also disappointing World Cup campaign, topping their pool, qualifying in first, and then bowing out in the quarters, so no doubt a bit of sting, and they'll be looking for redemption. Also, the netball, of course, our mighty Silver Ferns. They'll be looking to come home with gold. Australia and England will be looking to stop them from doing so. Massive Fizz, love watching the netball. It's an extremely entertaining sport to watch. Fast paced, plenty of action and skill on display, and I will be waking up to get behind the Ferns. That's for sure. And speaking of Ferns, the Black Fern Sevens. Of course, now one of the most popular teams in New Zealand. Everyone got around them at the Olympics. Some great scenes coming out of their camp. And they play some amazing footy, so no doubt they will be extremely popular watching. As will, of course, the All Black Sevens men, who are a pretty stacked team, to be fair. Some quality players missed out. A great combination of speed, size and power. And hopefully we can take it to these sides and come away with dual golds. Both these teams in with a real shot. So fingers crossed that the Sevens side well and truly deliver. Also love ripping into the old weightlifting. One of those sports 
sports you don't watch outside of the Olympics and Commonwealth Games for me. But of course we have some medal chances in there and hopefully Big Dave can pull off some impressive lifts and come away with a gold chain around his neck. So those are the highlighted sports for me. But fair to say I'll be browsing the Sky Sport fairly constantly. There's always something on and it's always great to watch, as mentioned, some of these athletes that perhaps you haven't have heard of, they become overnight sensations once they pick up a medal. And that, for me, is what the Games is all about, exposing those young up-and-coming talents. So up the mighty Team New Zealand, up the Birmingham Games, and fingers crossed, we're covered in gold when this thing ends in the 8th of August. Surly's Best Bets time now, brought to you, of course, by the legends at the TAB, New Zealand's home for sports and racing betting. And if you're not betting with the tab, then pull your heads out of the cloud and get amongst it, because there truly is no one better to place your weekend flutters with. And speaking of the flutter, of course, as mentioned, on with them live at midday. Chance to win some bonus bets and then some more chances to win some bonus bets later on through my Instagram page with the Warriors and then, of course, the UFC on Sunday Arvo. Last weekend, the hot streak continued, tipped a fair few winners and came out of it sitting rather pretty. The account is looking healthy, so hopefully you got on and you're also staring at your balance, wondering what you can have a look at to hopefully double or triple it up and have yourself a heck of a week. And we'll kick her off by looking at the UFC. Of course, 277, as mentioned many times, on Sunday Arvo, couple grouse promos from the TAB as well. The first one called the old Kiwi Corner. So if you place a head-to-head bet on either Kai Carter France or Blood Diamond, your bet misses so they don't win. They'll refund it up to $50 as a bonus bet. Of course, Blood Diamond paying $2.30, Kai Carter France, 270 head to head so that's a great chance at a free little swing there if they don't pull it off you get your money back in bonus bets so it's not really a loss in my books happy days also if you don't have a TAB account sign up chuck anything in there even a dollar and they'll chuck you a $50 bonus bet to match it so that's huge fizz and if you're new to the punting game but you want to get in amongst it for the UFC then Heide Mai more than welcome chuck a buck in there they'll give you 50 of the best as a little reward how good is that in terms of the scraps the actual matchups of course mentioned I like Blood Diamond so I'll be making the most of that Kiwi Corner promo chucking them on for the dub $2.55 why not then the other fights I think the black piece Derek Lewis will have too much for Sergei Pavlovic and I think he will get the dub he is the underdog he's always hard to predict old Derek but $2.05 for the dub is grouse money there if he gets it done you'd have to think it'll be by KO or TKO he's not gonna go the distance $2.50 there although the most popular option is Sergei for the knockout so perhaps you could go method of victory with the old KO TKO if you want an easy tick in your multi-box. Then we move to the co-main events, of course. Kai Carter France taking on the assassin baby, Brandon Moreno. Mentioned he's never been knocked out. He's only ever lost by going the distance. He's a tough bastard with a strong draw, but hopefully Kai is the one that possesses that one-punch knockout power to finally put a tick in that box and get 
a massive dub. In terms of your head-to-heads, Moreno, $1.44. Kai Carter, France, $2.70. The method of victory is where I think you'll get the best money. The most popular option is Moreno to win it again by points, like he did in their first matchup. He also gets lots of wins by submission. That's the next popular at 450. But for me, of course, I'm casting my eye over the Kai markets because that's where I think we could have some jam. And of course, call me biased, but I'm always going to back in the Kiwi. I just think Kai, though, he's in incredible form at the moment, showing he's a much more well-rounded fighter and he's wanted this opportunity for so long that I can't see him letting this one slip. So if you back him by points, $4.50 by TKO, $7.50, and by submission, $23. I don't think it'll be submission. That's not really Kai's style, but points or TKO is where I would be heading. And to be fair, I think I'll be chucking it on that points option if you do want the method of victory rather than the head-to-head. $4.50, that's some good money. I think Moreno, he's got the jaw to go the distance, but hopefully Kai can dominate the fight, land enough significant strikes, and get his hand raised at the end. That would be massive fizz. Then your other co-main event, we of course have Juliana Pena up against Amanda Nunes. As mentioned, Juliana, even though she won the first scrap, she comes in a heavy underdog, $3.05. Nunes, $1.36 in the head-to-head markets, and Nunes is also the heavily backed favourite in the method of victories. Everyone's on her for the KO, TKO at $2.25. They think she's going to come out swinging and get it done early doors. In terms of if you're a Juliana fan, last time she got the dub by submission, that's paying six fifty, some real jam there. And for her to win by points, also $6.50. So fair to say, all the punters, they're big on Nunes to get her revenge. And listening to a lot of experts out there, not just the casual armchair ones, they are tipping Amanda to bounce back in a major way. She's fired up, she wants blood, and they think she will take back that bantamweight belt. It's going to be a heck of a scrap. Again, if you think the current champ can defend the belt, you could be in for some huge money. And why not just chuck her on the head-to-head? 305, get your money back in bonus bets if she loses. So that would be worth a cheeky little gamble but if you're a Nunes fan it appears you're on the KO TKO and hopefully that option comes in for you and the TAB they're also running another cheeky little option if you do want to place a multi on this weekend's fights boy are they treating us really rolling out the red carpet this weekend so if you place a four leg multi on the UFC it goes one leg short you'll get your money back again up to $50 so I thought why not roll the dice be rude not to so I've done a cheeky little four legger just throwing it together now and man is she paying some huge coin of course went with Blood Diamond head to head to get the win at $2.55 rolled that into Derek Lewis by KOTKO hopefully his balls were hot and he can get the dub then I went of course Kai Carter France Mr. Don't Blink by points at $4.50 and then Nunes to get the win by KOTKO I followed the experts in the market there paying $2.25 cheeky little four-legger $64.54 that's paying even a humble 10 bucks on it gets you almost 650 of the best so if you're having a little flutter on Sunday keep that in mind maybe do your own research as well but hopefully the two Kiwis get up and make sure you take advantage of those promos nothing 
even better than a cheeky little boner bet if things don't go your way. Right, heading on to the NRL now, and this, of course, is more my area of expertise and where we've really been providing the jam over the past few weekends. And last night's game, Manly, no doubt they again ruined some multis. They ruined a few last week, losing to the Dragons, and they probably ruined a few last night by not losing 13-plus to the Chooks. Luckily, I got on on Monday before the teams were announced on the Roosters, just head-to-head -head at $1.75. That turned out to be massive overs because, of course, we didn't know the drama that was unfolding in the days to come. So sometimes it does help to place a little bit before the old team naming Tuesday if you've got a twinkle in your loins. So tonight's games, we've got the Warriors taking on the Melbourne Storm and the Para Eels taking on the Penny Panthers. Two barnstorming clashes. And of course, whenever we talk wires, we have to talk Surly Talk Sports power plays. So let's run you through them. I've got nine of them for your Friday night lights. So this could take a minute. Strap in and hopefully we're going to go on an absolute tear during this game. And the first option is in the skipper we trust, the ex-Melbourne man taking on his old team, Tohu Harris, for 40-plus tackles and 150-plus running metres. Of course, he's lacing up in the propping stocks these days. Absolute workhorse. Got through 80 minutes last week. He'll go all day. Ticker of doom, the definition of mana. And whenever you play your old team, you want to come up and provide the goods. That's paying $2.75. For me, that's easy money and definitely one to chuck in your NRL multis. Next up, New Zealand Warriors to score eight plus points in each half, paying $3.75. Of course, last weekend, they scored 14 in the first half, couldn't back it up in the second, unfortunately. So this week, I'm backing them to have a better 40 minutes in both halves. They're back home, back in front. That's one try and a penalty or two meaties each half. Definitely doable, and at $3.75, that's nothing to scoff at. The next one, done a few little any two to score tries options this week. Trying to mix things up a little bit. So hopefully these tickle your fancy. The first one is of the Melbourne Storm variation. Any two of Jerome Hughes, Harry Grant or Big Nelson Asafa Solomona to score any time paying $4. All three of them don't mind a try. Two of them are Kiwis as well. So if you do love having that silver fern on your tit, it'll maybe a little patriotic bet, something to ride home in case the storm show up tonight. The other option, of course, is another Melbourne one. I know there's a few Melbourne fans out there, Captain Storm included. So Cam Munster, one try, one try assist. Mentioned he hasn't quite been in his vintage form as of late. Maybe tonight's the night he pulls it off. Fingers crossed it's not, but $4 there in case he does. Then we've got the Melbourne Storm Magic Multi. Shit, she's all storm in these low odds. Don't worry, Waz fans. Plenty of jam to come for you. Melbourne 13 plus, Hughes anytime, and Melbourne to score more than 28 points paying $4. That's an absolute donation. Do not spend your money there. That will not happen. The Waz are going to pump them. The next option, now we head towards the blue, red and green. Reese Walsh, one try, 125 plus running metres, paying $4.25. Of course, Walshy, lots going on around him over the past couple of weeks. The Broncos deal, then he got benched. Now he gets to start. His first game at Mount Smart. Saw him yesterday. He was absolutely buzzing. And this kid can make something happen 
from nothing. 125 running metres at the back. That's definitely doable for him. And one try, why not get a meaty on your Penrose debut? $4.25. Happy days. The next option gone with another bloke who's playing his first game at Mount Smart. Big Ed Cossey. First, second or third try scorer, of course. He's come on to the wing with Marcelo shifting into the centres. Scored a meaty last time he played for us against Para. Been in some great form for Redcliffe. Did well in that NRL game as well. $4.50. Anytime you can get a winger for that price, that is some good money. Then we have the any two of Warriors option. So any two of Dallin Wartini Zalesniak, Marcelo Montoya or Joshy Curran to score anytime. I reckon DWZ and Mars are both going to get some meaties. Karen, he's your odds booster. That's paying $5, so definitely worth a look. And then finally, to round her out, your Warriors Magic Multi. So the Warriors with the 12.5 point start, Marcelo Montoya, anytime try scorer, playing in the centres, happy days. And then the Warriors to score more than 15 points total, throughout the game that's paying eight dollars and you can bet your bottom dollar i'll be getting in on that so for me the pick of the bunch there is that warriors magic multi for sure i also like the any two of for the warriors call me biased but i certainly do and then if you want one to chuck the house on harris 40 tackles 150 running meters don't actually chuck the house on it it's just a little saying i like to chuck in there two dollars 75 Hopefully, that is some jam for your Storm vs. Waz game. Then the Para-Eels, Penrith-Panthers game. I mentioned I like Para in this one to pull off the upset. Penrith's bogey team, and they're paying $4.21-12, which is the margin I think they'll get it done at. So chuck that one in the books if you're with me. If not, Panthers 1-12 paying threes and 13 plus. $2.37. And remember, if you place a pre-match winning team and margin bet on any NRL game, your team wins, you get the margin wrong, you get your money back in bonus bets yet again. Another box to tick, thanks to our mates at the TM Biscuits. In terms of your anytime try scorers, Mike Acevo, he's always good for immediate $2.40. Everyone's paying good in this game because she is going to be a close contest. The other winger, Bailey Simonson, paying $3 as well. And then if you like a bit of some higher numbers, Isaiah Papali'i, let's get freaky, $4.50 for him. Also loves a meaty, playing in some great form, and no doubt he's going to look to rise to the task and take on this Panthers pack. So big coin there. If you're a fan of the riff, the old wow, then Taylor May at $1.83 might tickle your fancy, as might Isaac Tago, $2.40, and big Viliami kicks, $2.75. No doubt he'll be punching holes left, right, and center. The old two-minute noodles lid, and he will be looking for a big shift to guide the Panthers home. In terms of your Saturday options, Gold Coast Titans taking on the Raiders. For me, that Raiders 13 plus is very appealing at $2.50. Although if you like them 1 to 12, $2.88. Can't see the Titans doing much, but if you think that they could get within the line, the line's six and a half, so that might tickle your fancy at some decent odds. And then in terms of your try scorers, I like Jojo Fafida from the Titans paying $2.40. He's the young buck winger, scored on both his occasions so far. And then you also have Jaden Campbell at $2.63. They appear 
to be the biggest threats. But it's where Canberra's anytime try scorers present the biggest options for me. Their top try scorer this year, Sebastian Chris, you can pick him up at a healthy $2.50. So that might be something to look at, as would be Jackie Boy Wyden at $2.40 and Hudson Young at $3.75. Some opportunities for some real jam there. Then Cronulla Sharks taking on the Bunnies. This should be a barnstormer of a game. Sharks hidden favourites, but it's close. $1.69, that's a nice number. Rabbitohs, $2.11. The point start is two and a half in favour of the Sharkies, the home side, so people think they'll get it done. In terms of meaties, look to old Mulatalo. He loves to find his way across the white line, as does Jesse Ramian at the moment, in some great form, and paying $2.60. So that could be worth a shout. For the Bunnies, the old Burrow, Alex Johnston, $1.72 to cross the chalk. That's always an easy tick. Trellmet, $2.37. And Cody Walker, $3.30. They would be the pick of the bunch for me from the boys in green and red. Last game on your Super Set, the Bronx Tigers. I think this will be a win for the Broncos, although I mentioned I think it could be closer than expected. The head-to-head market suggests an absolute whitewash. Broncos, $1.14. Tigers, $5.55. What a minor cheeky little flutter on the Bronx, 1-12. to $3.60 in case the Tigers show up like they did against the Cowboys last week. And if I get it wrong, I'll get my money back. So I might... Have a cheeky little stab at that. In terms of any time try scorers, old Corey Oates, he always dots down at $1.40. Easy coin there. And if you want to mix it up, Adam Reynolds doesn't mind immediate $3.50. Neither does his halves partner, Ezra Mann, at the same price. Or if you want some big boy numbers, Curdy Capes, $3.75 should be in the mixer as well. In terms of your Tigers, the boys from Tigertown, Brent Naden scored a double last weekend. He's paying $2.80 to cross the chalk. Big Kenmar Marmalade, $2.63. So that's some good options. And then if you want a Ford from their lineup, Austin Diaz paying $7.50. Don't really know much about him, but a hissing name. So perhaps that's an omen bet to chuck in the mix. Nike's Doggies for your Sunday Arvo. Dogs head in $1.48 favourites. Knights $2.55. They're coming in hard on the Bulldogs, 13 plus. They've been impressing the punters over the past few weeks. Edric Lee, he should cross the chalk for the Knights at $1.83. So chuck him in the mixer. And then for your doggies, it's hard to go past Josh Adokar, of course. And he's heavily back, $1.50. But it's a tick on your multi. And then old Matty Burden, $2.50. He's always worth a shout there in your cheeky little same game claim. Final game of the round is of course the Cowboys taking on the Dragons. Mentioned this could be a bit of a danger game for the Cows, although I do think they'll bounce back and put in a much better performance after getting a bit of luck last weekend. St. George, $2.90. Cows, $1.39. So they're the back favourites. And everyone's going hard on the Cowboys, 13 plus at $2.30. If it's an arm wrestle, it could be tighter than that. Maybe take the line at minus seven and a half for a good little $1.90 return there. In terms of your try scorers, for the Red V, don't mind old Benny Hunt paying $4.50. The Dalian medalist, can he re- repeat his Queensland heroics and get a little runaway? Probably not, but chuck him in the mix, as well as Jack Bird, $3.30. Of course, playing in the pack these days, runs some good lines and doesn't mind finding the line as well, and that's some good odds for him. In terms of the cows, Kyle Felt, $1.72. Boy, did he rob me last weekend. Actually had a little same-game multi 
on the Cowboys versus Tigers game. It was a Hail Mary paying $101 and only one of the six legs fell short. I had Valentine Holmes, Brent Naden, Tommy Dearden and Cole Fowl anytime. Tigers plus 21 and a half but the Cowboys to win head to head. Tenor on that was returning $1,119 and of course the guy most likely to score is the only one he doesn't in Kyle Felt. Got my money back in a bonus bet, but man, I was so close to greatness here. Best believe I'll be going on them again. And another guy who I have to have in there after scoring a double last weekend, he's a meat pie addict. Jeremiah Nunai, early comparisons to that of old Sonny Bill Williams. So you'd have to think he will cross the chalk and get it done. So for your NRL multis this weekend, if you want a little conservative option, what I would do is Cowboys head-to-head -head against the Dragons, $1.39. Bulldogs head-to-head -head against the Knights. Then I'll take the Raiders, minus 6.5 against the Titans, and Parramatta, plus 8.5 against the Panthers. Also, mix it up, Tohu Harris with that Surly Talk Sports power play, 40 tackles, 150 running metres, little five-leg multi for you, paying $19.88, nothing to scoff at there. If you want some try scorers, this one comes off, it's bears on me. First up, Kyle Felt to get his revenge for last weekend, $1.72, then we've got Corey Oates, Sebastian Chris from the Raiders and Marcelo Montoya from the Waz. That's paying $25.28. But if you're listening, on a Saturday, you've missed the Warriors game last night. You can't have Marcelo in the mixer. Then head across to the old Sharkies game. Chuck in Jesse Ramey and you'll still get $15.65. Something to ride home on your Saturday night. So that's your options for the NRL this week. Again, been on a cheeky little winning streak, so hopefully we get some jam there. A quick little look across to Birmingham, of course, the Commonwealth Games with the opening ceremony this morning. I do like a look of the women's sevens to win gold. $1.60, hopefully they go back to back, of course, won the last Com Games, as did the men, but it's a bit tougher in the men's market, so chuck the girls in to come away with the dub. In regards to the netball, I definitely think our girls will medal. Whether it's gold or not is the big question. $5 they're paying to win the gold. Aussie the favourites at two bucks. England the second favourites at $3.75. I think we'll definitely beat the English. It's the Aussies we need to look out for, but $5 is some great money there. So if you are a big Silver Ferns fan, maybe it's Sean Johnson who's listening, and of course he's going to ride home his wife and Kayla Cullen. So there's some good coin there to get amongst that. Then we look across to the hockey, and the women especially, they're a great medal chance. Aussie again, the favourites, $1.66, but our girls paying $3.75. That is nothing to scoff at. And then unfortunately you can't bet on the track and field yet. She's still early doors, but you'd have to have Tommy Walsh in the mix to win some gold. And then in the squash, get on the men's singles, of course. Paul Cole, he's the heavy favourite at $1.30. So that could be an easy multi-tick. And then in the women's market, we're also in with a grouse chance to get away with some medals. Of course, our co-flag bearer, Jolie King, she's paying $2. She's also the favourite. So hopefully a couple golds in the squash. Up the mighty Commonwealth Games. And how good is it that you can have a little flutter on the events over there in Birmingham? Certainly adds 
some extra fizz. So that was Surly's best bets for this weekend. Hopefully something in there that tickles your fancy. Fingers crossed the Warriors kick it off with a few dubs tonight and she'll be happy days from there on out. Remember, if you are having a punt, do it through our friends at the TAB. But most importantly, please always gamble responsibly. Always bet within your means and enjoy the weekend sporting action. Nothing better than having a little go with a couple of your mates and riding home some multis that hopefully provide you with some jam. Right, that's all we have time for this week. Hopefully you enjoyed this weekend's episode. If not, a big up yours from me, and I'll see you back here next week, same time, same place, to debrief on the league, debrief on the UFC, and talk, of course, about the All Black South Africa test coming up next weekend, as well as some Bunnings Cup footy, so plenty on the agenda, and I'm fizzing for that already remember if you're not too late tune into the flutter hopefully i can hook you up with some bonus bets and if you are too late then hard luck and stay tuned to the instagram because you could still win there up the mighty was again shout out to the wife on her birthday and i'll catch you mad dogs next week how good